Welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, and of course, self love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self love for breakfast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Self Love Breakfast Club. I am your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so happy you're here. I cannot believe we only have two weeks left of the year. Like, what is even happening? The first couple of months of this year went by so slow. It was like, <laughs> like March seemed to take like 100 days and 100 nights. And now here we are about to leave 2020. Hopefully things will get better. I know that a lot of us are kidding ourselves thinking that <laughs> the clock strikes 2021, that it'll all just go away and be better. But I have a feeling we still might have a few tough roads ahead. So I did want to share with you guys before we get into our guest today, who is another one of my amazing sister coaches who is in the food and body space. But I wanted to talk to you guys about, I have been posting a lot lately, like more on the positive side, like a lot of light things. If you read or listened to my self-love Sunday post, then it was, you know, very uplifting because I had written myself a letter basically just being proud of myself from my future self 10 months before and everything was like coming true. So it's been very like positive and up over here. And I just wanted to kind of clarify, I talked about this in my Instagram stories the other day that there was a lot of darkness that it took to get here. I think a lot of mindset coaches and just (laughs) coaches in the space out there are kind of pushing this idea that, you know, just think positive and just love yourself and all of that. But the truth is, is it takes a lot of deep, dark work. And sometimes you have to dig into those parts of yourself that you don't really like. And sometimes you have to feel feelings that suck to feel, but when you come through it, that's when you get to the light. So I just want to clarify that. I don't want to come off as one of those coaches that just tells you love and light and just be positive and look in the mirror and give yourself 10 affirmations. Like that's not me at all. I'm all about doing the hard stuff, the hard work that people don't want to do because it's uncomfortable to get you through to the other side. So (laughs) just wanted to be clear on that. So Sarah, um, I want to talk to you guys about Sarah Loomis. She is a certified personal trainer and food freedom coach who's on a mission to help women break up with dieting and never count calories again. She's committed to getting her clients sustainable results so they never have to pay for another BS diet scam again. In her food and body breakthrough program, she teaches clients how to ditch calorie counting by letting go of limiting beliefs around diet culture and how to unlock happiness, freedom, and trust around food. Okay, guys. So like I said, we are continuing with the amazing sister coaches that I have spent the last year with. And we have another one today. I just absolutely love her vibe and energy. I know you guys are going to too. So Sarah Loomis, welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club. Yay. Thank you so much for having me, Crystal. I cannot wait to jam with you today. Super pumped to have you here. I always love talking with you. So I think this is going to be really good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited to dive in. So we start out every episode with GGB, which is goals, gratitude, and badassery. So 
starting with just the first one right now, what are your goals? So for my goals, just moving forward personally and professionally, mm-hmm. I am really just on a mission to help as many women as I can get unstuck. So what I mean by that is just go from really in the diet culture mess cycle into food and body freedom and literally never count calories again in their life. So that is my mission and my goal. Yes. And gratitude. Ooh, gratitude. I Well, every day I write my, my journal, three things that I'm grateful for. And I'm grateful for my community, grateful for, for you for having me on here. And just so, you know, with Thanksgiving just being a couple of days ago, just so grateful for just the basic things, family, friends, and all mm-hmm. of those all of those types. So important this year, especially just like having connection when we haven't been able to be physically connected is, has been amazing and a bad assery. So this is basically like either something you've done recently that you're proud of or that you think is pretty badass. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I actually recently decided that I had been struggling with actually my acne. So Mm. part of the food and body thing and and went all in and decided that I was going to get on Accutane, which I've been, it's been a like three year back and forth process talking Mm. with a lot of people. So I feel really, really like good about that right now. Just being able to make that decision for myself and yeah, I feel like a badass. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been using it for? So today is day 11. So this is, yeah, this is new, but I've already seen some really incredible results and and I'm feeling feeling really well on it. So it's good. I think acne is such a tough thing for so many women. Like I never personally struggled with it. If I get like a zit, something is really, really wrong in my life. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's always how it's been. And it's usually like when I was in school, like right before picture day, like, of course. Oh, of course. Um, right. You know, something (laughs) just like one of those, like really like life altering huge zits on like a big important day, but I didn't struggle with the ongoing acne, but I know a lot of women who do and it's like devastating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just like, and you know, it's so interesting because it's like the reason after doing all this healing and self growth and and things like that, I feel like, okay, yeah, now I can do this. But a year ago, I wouldn't have been able to do this. But I've done so much inner healing where I'm like, okay, I'm in a good place now, mentally, physically stable to do so. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not coming from a place of like, I hate my face. <laughs> no, and that's exactly it. That's what it would have been, you know, a year or two years ago. So it's like, oh, okay, now I understand the intention behind mm-hmm. these. Yeah. I think it's a very personal thing too, because like, I know some women who struggle with it. And like, I've always just been like, I think your face is beautiful. Like, I've never, I've never been like, oh gosh, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I know my, my boyfriend's stepmom, she says all the time, I've never even seen acne yeah. on your face. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I have it there. <laughs> You're like, it's there. It's, trust me. <laughs> oh, it's there. So now I'm, yeah, I'm taking the rain on the acne. So that's, I'm feeling a little badass lately. These that's good. That, that's good. So. Taking the, yeah. you know, just taking the bull by the horns and just making that's those exactly. changes. That's exactly that's it. That's really yes. cool. So you want to make it so women never have to count calories again. I love this because after having gone through all this healing work myself, I am personally doing the whole intuitive eating thing. I, and I, I just disclaimer, if you've listened to this or me or read anything of mine, I have 
shit on (laughs) intuitive eating a lot because it's a process. Like if we're not connected to ourselves and we're not connected to our bodies and we don't like know how we feel, then assuming that you can just intuitively eat is insane to me. Like Mm. most people don't know what the hell their body wants. And so in the past for me, intuitive eating was like, yeah, I I feel like eating a whole piece of stuff. Oh no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's eat this trash. Like that's fine. And it was really always really hard for me personally to find a balance. And so I stayed away from that for a really long time and had a story that I couldn't do it. And I'm a Mm. coach, you know, counting macros and all of that. And so I really clung to that. But I think with, you know, stepping into the healing and trying to be in integrity with myself. And if I tell other women that they can do it, then I should be able to do it too. So that's been Mm. my own personal journey with that. So I think it's amazing that you are actively working to help women to be able to do that because it is a process and it's not just something I I don't think you should just be taking off the training wheels and going. So talk a little bit about that, like your own personal food freedom journey and philosophy and all of that. I agree with you 100% on that, Crystal. And I think, yeah, it is, it's a process. It's like I have clients and they're like, well, I can't do that. And I'm like, oh, it took me like, it's year four now and we're, we're finally there, right? So, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like every day is not going to be linear. So, just some background, you guys. I competed in, in bodybuilding. I did three shows and mm-hmm. decided that, and, and so that's where that macro ideological came from. And after doing all of that stuff, I just felt out of control when I didn't have the macro. Grows, but it took it took me such a long time to to really like you said the first thing was trust so it was really trusting myself enough to know that when I grabbed you know the the cottage cheese or the pancakes that I would still be mentally calculating my head like the yeah. first like the first like like five months I'm like okay it's 18 grams of protein and did it did you know yeah. it's like but but every day I always tell my clients just showing up for yourself and what that means to me is is just like doing that even when it's hard, even when, you know, you don't, it might be uncomfortable and you might want to, you know, I used to download my fitness pal like a hundred times <laughs> when I'm, when I was in my recovery, still downloading mm. it and, and literally going to, you know, my dietitian and just other professionals and, and coaches in my life and saying, yeah, I downloaded it for the 15th time. <laughs> So it's, it's a process. It's not like, you know, this overnight, like, oh, yeah, I went from counting macros to just listening mm, to my body. Listening to my body. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, and then and then the thing is, too, is, is I'm a personal trainer, so I, I like to have a holistic approach with my clients too. And and I think people can get confused. Like you said, with the pizza, like this isn't intuitive eating is not eating a whole pizza or 800 cookies on your couch. It's like this balance, exactly what you said. It's that balance. So, you know, four years later, I competed in 2016, 2017. We're in almost 2021 here. And I'm finally like at this, this really, really good space. And it, it, it took a lot of internal healing, 100%. Yeah. Interesting. There's so like there's so many things I want to dig into right now and I'm like trying to pick one. So <laughs> <laughs> I love what you said about, you know, the progress not being linear. It's not linear for anything. It's not linear in business. It's not linear in your like body goals. It's just not. And 
even, you know, myself in this process, like, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of backsliding because you don't just decide to do something and like, it's all great and perfect. And I feel amazing. And I've lost 16 pounds. Like, no, that's not how it works. Like, I feel a little puffy at the moment, you know, just because I'm doing this and I'm still learning. And also, you know, I mean, with the, with the season right now, I have not been working out like I normally do. So it's just, you know, like, it's just kind of like, (laughs) yeah, but it's giving yourself that grace to be like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is not going to look perfect the whole time. Like there's definitely going to be some ebb and some flow. And I think a huge part of the process is allowing yourself that grace and like, just like loving yourself through it and like knowing it's going to be okay. And you don't have to have a panic attack if the scale goes up or down or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And yeah. And that's what I tell people too, is like a lot of my clients, I tell them, I love bringing up the analogy because I'm such an analogy girl of the mm. pendulum swing. And it's like mm. this teeter totter where, you know, I was at like the the smallest weight ever. And then I had to, I personally in my journey had to gain so much weight to the point where I was like, okay, this doesn't feel comfortable right yeah. now. I, I had to be at that so I can be where I am now at, you know, what's pretty much my set point weight, my healthy weight, what my body likes to kind of rest at maybe plus or minus a couple pounds, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And that's tough. That's tough yeah. to allow oh. yourself that. Hundred percent. Because I mean, because I was living in control for yeah. years. It was like control, control, and now it's like I haven't weighed myself on a scale for oh, I don't know, two years, uh, yeah. and it's yeah, it's wild. It's wild uh, to look yeah. back. It's like, and it's like, how do you even communicate that to other women though? Because mm. especially the women who feel like they're on this yo-yo train. I mean, when I was trying to get off the yo-yo train, I mean, macro counting really saved me because I was either off the rails or restricting, restricting. And so like for me, macro counting gave me freedom. It was like, no, 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 you can have a donut. You can have a slice of pizza. You can live your life. And yeah, just like there's the structure without restrictions, you know, like boundaries, not so much rules. So that was like really great for me to go from there to there. But still, I wanted results. I wanted to lose weight or I wanted to look like X, you know? So it's hard to communicate that to women, especially if they're not in their ideal physical form Mm, to be like, Hey girl, (laughs) you might just, you might lose. Just to let you know. (laughs) It might be a roller coaster ride. And and that's such a great, a great point that you say. And Mm. yeah. And I hear that a lot. I'm like, (laughs) I get on, I get on calls with women and Oh yeah, I want to be this way or I want to lose this many pounds. And you know, I think the thing that we, we, you and I know very well is that it all comes back to the word, Mm. the magical word intention, Mm. because what is the intention? It's like an oftentimes I find the intention is, well, so-and-so, you know, 10 years ago called me fat and I want to get revenge or Mm -hmm. so-and-so. It's like, there's always these fearful based intentions. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's when, you know, we kind of have to take a look and and go like you and I know way deeper into, into that. There's so much more than just weight at the surface. Maybe that's what it is, but there's Mm. so much more in those deeper layers. Yeah. Or like Uh, that. I'll be happy when I lose 10 pounds or I'll be happy when I look like her or I have abs or whatever. Yes. And it's like attention. We will never look like her. No. Her. We're (laughs) unique. And that's what I always, and you know, that's funny because I used to say that I was like, when I Mm. have abs, I had a 
pack of abs. And I was so unhappy. I didn't realize it at the time. I was like, I made it bicep abs. I got it all. I got the whole quads going on. And then, yeah, the downward spiral happened real quick. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely a point in time where I would hear women say that, like when I had abs, I was unhappy. I'd be like, no, you weren't. (laughs) Yeah. You're ungrateful. "Um, You, yeah. You were ungrateful. (laughs) Easy to say. You look amazing. Shut up. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I know. I know. Right. Cause it's, oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. such a crazy, it's such a crazy, crazy world. I do want to talk about, so it's, it's interesting for me, like moving into like my new coaching world. And then I have my nutrition company because I do feel, I feel like it's really important for, you know, if some people just need a plan, like we'll help you, we'll guide you and all of that. And then they're, you know, obviously if people are struggling with something deeper, they need, need, it's more than just the food. Mm-hmm. So a couple weeks ago, I went to a cabin and I like was sitting there. I like locked myself in a cabin to write my book, right? And I bought my trigger food, okay? Cheese it grooves. Cheese it oh, grooves. Yes. And I brought that to the cabin this. with me. Yes. Because mm-hmm. cheese it grooves, if you do not know people, it's not just cheese it's it is a it's like it's like if a chip and a cheese it had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> It's just amazing. It is. It is the best love child. And before I would always be like, I don't keep it in my house. I don't keep it in my house because I can't. Mm. And that's the story I told myself. And, you know, I have coaches um, that tell like our clients, like, you know, just don't keep it in the house. Just don't tempt yourself, which I think is a great bandaid. I think Mm, when you are starting out and you are struggling and you like cannot control yourself around a certain item of food absolutely you know it has to be a big effort to get get out of the house and go buy it right like you have to be on a friggin mission to do that but eventually eventually if you are doing the inner work you should be able to be with your trigger and not feel triggered yeah Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's like that trigger yep. is teaching you something, right? Yes. Like there's always a lesson in it. And that, and I think that's so true. It's like that, that slow reintroduction. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna be friends. <laughs> like I, you guys, I like to think of food as like friends and love and, <laughs> and it's like, okay, peanut butter was my thing. Like yeah. I... Oh, I went ham on the almond butter, the peanut butter. I would just, I couldn't keep it in there. So yeah, I wouldn't, I would have to, I I did that slow introduction and then I would bring it in and then maybe, you know, a little a day. And then now it's like, oh yeah, cool. Whatever. Peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. It's, it's a, yeah, again, it goes back to that. Like it's a process. Because if you, if you are saying I can't have this in my house, like there's some work to be done. Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And I hear that. That's one of the main things I hear is, well, I I evacuated everything out. And and then two days later, and I went to the store and I'm going ham on the cookies and the brownies and everything because Mm -hmm. it's like, it's science. It's like you psychologically tell yourself you can't have it. And then you go and you have it it. and you eat more of it and buy 800 (laughs) other things. Yeah. 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 I'm very yeah. proud to say that that box of cheese grooves lasted the whole week. I was there for a week. It lasted the whole week. How do you, girl? Yeah. I like, you know, and it wasn't like I wasn't like scared of it. I wasn't like, okay, let me count out a serving. Like I was just like, you know what? I feel like eating some cheese grooves, and I like pulled out a handful and snacked on them, and then put the bag away. And I was like, who is this? Who is she? <laughs> But it was, it was very liberating. It was a great feeling to be like, mm. just really feel free and to not feel like 
I don't have control over myself or I can't, you know, sit here and enjoy something that I really, really, really enjoy with all the, the crack and fat and salt and great stuff they put in. Yeah. In all, the, all those things where you're like, Oh yeah, I want like 25 more of those. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I, yeah, I love that. And to your point, it's just like, it goes back to that word, the freedom. It's like, mm-hmm. just feel free to be able to do what you want to do and move how you want to move and be how you want to be instead of these rules and restrictions. Cause for me, just like you yeah. macros was, oh yeah, I can still have some pizza and these things like that. And then when it got to be like, Mm. uh uh-oh, crunch time, Mm. then it was like, it became just, for me, it was just so rules-based, rooted in numbers. Numbers, this is how many, you know, 1,200 calories a day is what I can have. And I'm like, and now I look back and I'm thinking like, that's how much a toddler is supposed to be. (laughs) So that's that's a problem here. We got a problem, (laughs) but Ah. yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, oh, yay. I love that for you. That's so good. It's crazy that 1200 calories is like such a, like, where did that number come from that that's like what women should eat? Like, oh, I know. I know. I'm thinking like, what? And, you know, as we know, everyone's bodies and genetic makeups are so different. It's like, I'm 5'10". Hello. Like, (laughs) I need to be eating food over here. (laughs) For real. Really? Yeah. There was a time where I was like, I started a cut and I was eating like 2,300 calories and I started my cut there, you know? And that's like... No. Yeah, exactly. That's that's amazing to be able to do. But also, which is really weird, I was like hungrier at that point where I was I'm starving and I have clients who I've got, you know, they were in a cut for a while and I don't like them to be on a cut. Like that's not good for your body to be like uh, constantly on a diet, you know? So we start working them upward and we get them into maintenance and if they want to bulk, like do a cycle. Cool. And it's hilarious to me. Like you would think I'm starving some of these women <laughs> and they're like in, in the two thousands, like well into it, like eating their maintenance or higher. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not starving them. They're just their body. Their <laughs> I, body is just I using promise. it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what happens. My old coach uh, used to call me like a genetic machine. Like she was like, you are like a genetic freak, girl. Because <laughs> Yeah, there was a time where I was eating for, for people who know, you know, the mm. protein, carbs and fat. I was eating like 505 to 515 carbs a day. Oh my God. And it was, I think I was at like 2,800 or 3,000 calories. Oh and I was you would have never realized because it was like, like this girl is like stick thin over here. But yeah, I just, and that, it was almost like the extremes. Yeah. I went from like nothing to everything, you know, reverse dieting. And yeah. it was just, it was all just got to be too much. Yeah. All the numbers <laughs> like that. That's so funny too. Cause like there was a time where I definitely fantasized about being able to eat that many carbs a day. And then like, I think I got up to like two fifty, and I was like, I can't eat more. No, you no. Know, Cause it's like, Oh my God, this is like a chore now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want more food. This is terrible. No more food. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. It's it's very interesting. Yeah. Thinking about that. So what do we get you into the bodybuilding thing? Because I think that that, you know, I and not to shit on bodybuilding, you guys, but kind of because oh, I really? think, because like I think it's an industry where I would throwing out my own statistic out there. I mean, there's gotta be eighty to ninety percent of the women that are, are participating or people that are participating are not mentally and emotionally like you know there's a lot of disordered eating in it and it's like to be that locked into numbers I mean 
it's just not healthy. And I think like coming out of that world, you see so many women coming out of it and they just like, they have the dysmorphia and like, you know, God forbid they're not looking their stage, their stage weight slash, you know, physique. And immediately after that one day, it's like, they'll never look as good as I did that. You know, it's like such a up and down kind of thing. So like, what even made you get into that world? And then what made you be like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I'm like, peace out. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great question. Yeah. I, one of my uh, girlfriends, I saw her get into this whole thing and she was up on stage and I'm like, shit, if she can do this, I can do this. Like, Mm. and at the time I remember telling my partner, I was like, I want to do one of those cute little bikini things. Like I didn't really know all it entailed. I'm like, that just looks fun. Like that just looks like a sparkly bikini. Yeah, I'm like, this is so cool. Like, I just get to wear and whatever and strut my stuff. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize I had to, like, become, like, a pretty much anorexic woman to Mm -hmm. compete in this. So, yeah, so I saw her doing it. And then, you know, from, like, March of 2016 to October, it was, like, cut, 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 cut to get me to get me up on stage. And then at that point, I realized how subjective, number one, the sport yeah. was. It was all about these judges. And it's like, it's what they want to see. And and I even remember my coach saying, well, this year, it might be different than the next year. Yeah, that's so like, weird. Like, what the hell? So, so next year, I can look this way. And like, what? It was just a mind fuck. Like, yeah. it literally was like a mind game to me. <laughs> So I was so devastated because I got second place and then it's just like, okay, I'll, I'll compete again. And I just kept getting thinner and thinner mm. and my ribs were popping and I just looked, I mean, family was so worried about me and I just was like, I got this. Like, I'm amazing. I can do this. And just this whole attitude of that. And mm. After a couple other shows, it was like, okay, it's time for quits. Because I actually ended up in the hospital and my organs were failing me. Oh my God. So I was like, okay. Uh, and and I, again, I kept blaming it on, oh, it must be like I ate undercooked food. And, and no, <laughs> it's like the doctors were like, it's time to quit this. <laughs> like, yeah. So it was, it was bad for my organs, really bad. They took a really hard hit, my kidneys especially. Oh um, they were, yeah, they were acutely damaged. So... So yeah, that's when I, I told enough is enough and I cut the ties there. But yeah, it, it's kind of scary how you can get roped in. It almost reminded me of like a, a cult type of thing where <laughs> yeah. you can get so roped in and obsessed to the point where like my kidneys damaging, like that didn't even really phase me. I went up on stage five days later and competed after oh I was God. told that. So it's like, what the hell was I doing? Like right? I just was so delusional at the time and, and like, to your point, the body dysmorphia. I mean, my poor partner, it's just what it does to your relationships. I don't Mm. know about other people, but for me, it was rough. Like I was obsessed with the gym, obsessed with my body. And one thing in particular, I remember we took a trip up to Minnesota to visit my partner's mom. She lives way up North and we never get to see her. And I was like, okay, we're not, we're going to be in the woods for three days. I'm going to have no gym. So on (laughs) Christmas, the day after Christmas, I made him, his three-year-old nephew at the time and sister stop. So I could sit at anytime fitness for two hours while they sat in the car waiting. And I was like, I look back on that and I'm like, I love you guys. I'm so sorry for being such an asshole, but this is the kind of thing. And then people praise it and they go, yeah, you're dedication. You so committed. Yeah, no exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, oh my God. what an asshole. So yeah, that's, that's where crazy. it all started. 
to come to a real hot end there. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Cause it's like, it's so interesting to me. Cause like, that's such an asshole thing to do when you're like, not an asshole. You're just in your sickness. I know. I was like, holy shit. Like I am the opposite. I'm the most caring, compassionate person. <laughs> I would have never done that. Like now I'm like, yeah, I don't work out for three months and I don't whatever. But <laughs> time. <laughs> What was I thinking? But yeah, you're right. You're in the sickness. You're in the illness. And I was driven by it. That's it. I was so obsessed and came out of all of this with an anorexic diagnosis and a binge eating diagnosis and a body dysmorphic diagnosis. So it's like, I will never, ever, like you said, bodybuilding is unhealthy and I preach it and I don't really care what people (laughs) think because it is unhealthy. Like yeah. it is the most unhealthy sport I've ever been a part of in my life. So yeah, I think it sucks a lot of women in and just, I mean, for what failed organs? Cool, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like I know. Everyone I like, think you're okay. an obsessed bobblehead, you know, like with yourself, and it's like. It, it, I think the thing is with food too. Is it, it just so easy for it to get obsessive? It's so so oh. easy to obsess, and then you put a you know involve it in a sport and 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 the diet culture of the no excuses and how bad do you want it? That phrase pisses me off. Oh, so much. The how bad do you want it? It's like shut the fuck up. And, uh, <laughs> It's literally, I hate that. It reminds me of like multi-level marketing scams or something. It's like, how bad do you want this? Grit. And it's just like, you know what? No. Why? (laughs) You want me to like fail my organs? That's how bad I want that. That's how bad I wanted it. Like no one was there for me at the hospital cheering me on. (laughs) Yeah, girl. (laughs) Yeah, you got this. You got this. Look no. at you. You ended up in the hospital. That's how committed you are. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's like, it's okay. You got him. Yeah, it is. You're right. All these phrases that get tossed around in this community. It's just like, I honestly can't believe that the sport still exists. exists. Really. And it's so like, uh, it's, it's so crazy to me too, because then it's like, okay, so like, let's say you, you hit this like goal, right? You like, you look the way that you want to. Then yeah. what are you doing? You're fucking treading water and paddling like crazy to stay there. And God forbid life happen where like maybe you can't go to the gym five or six days a week. Maybe you don't have, you know, the opportunity to eat the things that you want to, whatever. Like maybe something happens that kind of knocks you off kilter. And then you're, then what? Like a year from now, you're like, I just want to get back. I want to get back to that. Yes. If, if it was healthy and sustainable, like you wouldn't need to get back to it. That is exactly it. That's exactly it. It's like you would be at that still. You would be at whatever weight. I mean, that's like me right now. I'm wearing similar clothes that I wore a little bit after competing. And it's like, oh, wow, I don't need to count the macros. I can just fit into these clothes now and it's okay. And 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 that's the thing. It's just like these unrealistic goals and expectations. It's like we're always trying to do the next cleanse or do the mm. next thing to get we back. We want it now. Like, we want yeah. it. Oh yeah. Now. It's the instant gratification of this, this society. And it's, and it really, it's, it's really sad to see people get swallowed up into the, the grind of bodybuilding or these quick fixes, these mm. cleanses, these juices, all these shakes and, and intermittent fasting, keto. All, yeah. Yes. I know. I'm like, um, what are we doing over here? I had a, a, a recent uh, friend of mine reach out and she's like, I don't get it. My friend is literally doing like meal shakes and that's all she eats. And then like packaged food and she pays for it. And it's like, what are we doing? Like it's some Octavia thing. 
thing. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what, (laughs) what are you doing right now? It's like two, it's scientifically proven that two thirds of the people that do these things are going to gain their same amount of weight and yeah let's just save you right now everyone from that so yeah there's literally a statistic that says five percent of people on diets are successful five percent yeah it's like the smallest the smallest because it's like we can't you can't sustain that like i'm not missing out on on events with friends and all of these things it's just it's unrealistic and that's you know we tell our clients when they come on board i'm like if you're looking if you think some crazy shit's gonna happen in a month i've got news for you like it's not like yeah (laughs) uh, flash exactly we're we're about the healthy and sustainable lifestyle like i i let you guys eat pizza and this that and everything you fit it into your into your day as opposed to like let's make this hard as possible because that's what people want. They see that if, if it's really tough and difficult and there's all these restrictions, right? They're like, okay, that's going to work. And yes, yes. Best. And they're like, oh, 10 pounds in 10 minutes? Sign me up. That sounds legit. And they're like, it's really, really painful, but for a short time period, you know, like 30 days or or 75 day hard or, or a six day cleanse, they're like, I can hang on and be insane for those six days. But they cannot be sustainably like non-restrictive and like chill for like six months when it's like, oh, that's what's going to exactly keep it. you. That's what's good. And even when like, you know, now I'm, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm off the, I'm off the macros, <laughs> I'm off the macros, but you know, there's some ebb and there's some flow and there's some fluff and we're going to go up and down for a little bit. Yeah. And that's, that's just what's going to happen. But eventually it'll even out. And because I have such a healthy general lifestyle with my food and my body and working out. It's not like the pendulum is not going to, I'm not going to gain 30 pounds just because I'm, I haven't been counting macros and, you know, or I'm spending some time figuring it out. It's, yes. It's no. not going to happen because my body is pretty like, no, we're here. It's cool. Like <laughs> we got this. Yeah. We got this. Yeah. You can even no, be an asshole for a little bit and your body's still going to, if you have been, you know, sustainably, eating and working out for a while and have it that as your lifestyle you can be an asshole for like a week or two or, or a short or even a month and like your body's like well we don't really like this but <laughs> but we got we got you yeah. still well that's and that's yeah. a, a great point too i think a lot of people are like oh no i'm going on a well pre-covid i'm going on a vacation or mm, something and it's yes. like that's great be an asshole on your vacation and just <laughs> do what you want because yeah. guess what i used to think like I mean, I spent many vacations just like counting, like I had my food scale with me and like lifting weights, like in Mexico. It's like, what was I doing? But I could have done that whole vacation and come out just fine. Like it's, it's just like. Diets ruin vacations and vacations ruin diets. Yes. That is. Oh my God. That is so. That's. I love that quote actually. (laughs) That's so true. It's so true. It's like, it's time robbery. Like these diets are just such time robbery. So yeah. And mental space. Like, yeah. The mental space that it's like, again, it comes back to that freedom, right? It's like the mental capacity to literally like be able to have all this. I have so much time when I started, Mm. really started investing into intuitive eating and myself. I was like, holy shit. What do I do today? I have so much time. I don't have to set up all my macros for the next day. I don't have to <laughs> sit here and meal prep for eight hours on Sunday. It's just, and, and not that meal prepping is bad. It's still great. It's just, sure. I can just intuitively do it. I can just cut the chicken and put it in there. And yeah. it's not like this whole thinking needs to go into it. So and eating out of containers. 
Yes, exactly. Oh my God. So many containers, so many <laughs> piles of containers. I love it. No, I think, I think you're going to help a lot of women. I really do. I think that what, you know, your mission is, is amazing. And I think that there are a lot of women who are going to realize that they don't have to live like this anymore. Yeah. They can be free. So I'm pumped for yeah. you. We I'm like to excited. end things out on a quote. So do you have a quote for us? Ooh. Maybe something you've been like feeling for a while or like something that like you just like live your life by. Yeah, I love this. And I know you've heard this many times, Crystal, our mentor, uh, <laughs> Skelly says it a lot, but I love the the quote. It's so simple, but it's just, you need to feel in order to heal. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think really feeling into your body, especially with the current situation of the world, it can be so easy to take on someone else's opinion or thought or belief and Mm -hmm. to really go inwards and really feel into what you're feeling and what your body's feeling. It's also going to help you start the intuitive eating process and journey as well to be able to heal because it's what your body feels like eating, moving and doing versus you know, the collective energy of the world. So yeah, what everyone says. <laughs> yeah. What everyone else says is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Where can they find you? Yeah. So you guys can find me on Instagram at Sarah Loomis underscore. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I love talking uh, with you. I'm so excited to see like how everything goes for you and this new chapter. Uh, thanks, babe, for having me. This is so fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self-Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time. Thank you.